0: It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app.
1: I keep going back to Ron Burgundy chugging it, too. Like, after he's run all that way and he's got the big beard it's all hot, and he's like, milk was a bad choice. It's so damn hot. Milk was a bad choice.
0: Baseball's got a problem with its stars. We'll get to that after milk. Hunter in Virginia wants to weigh in. No, yes he does. Yeah. what's oh, yeah. up, Hunter?
2: Hey guys, how we going? Hey.
0: All right, man. What's up?
2: Good, good. Um, so, so I grew up. Uh, my uncle had a had a dairy farm, so I uh, spent spent plenty of time uh, around cows and milk. Um, the, the whole milk is roughly four percent of the liquid itself is fat two percent they two percent is fat so that's not two percent of the original amount of fat
0: oh um, man because
2: oh. that would be that would be disgusting if it was if whole milk was you know 98 percent more fat than than two percent
0: all right but, hunter um, I got I gotta ask you this question then you seem like sure. a milk connoisseur all right you ever put your lips to a teat and suck some of that stuff out
2: uh not 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 directly on the teeth, but I have had freshly milked milk. Would you like hang, um, your,
1: hang your head underneath that, hon? No, then... uh,
2: no, we we uh, we put it into into bottles for to feed the cat some of the calves that have to be bottle fed, and, and we've tried it. Now but, um, I'm I, I'm actually lactose intolerant, so so anytime I drink like fresh milk, you don't see me for about two hours. So, but you still go through
1: yeah. with it like you like milk that much that you're willing to yeah, put exactly. yourself through it
2: well so I don't I don't drink milk from the store but I will drink like whole milk from like from the farm like fresh stuff yeah um, the, the good stuff
0: that's one in the milk category my man thanks for the call hunter thank
1: you you'd be good I, I in a million years Crowley I never thought we would get a call about milk like we lay out our topics every day we go through it. I don't know radio, because now people are calling up about milk. That's crazy that we got to call about milk. It really is.
0: Nate and Gibsonia no! wants to talk about milk. Another Hello, Nate. One? Nate, what you got on milk, pal?
2: Yeah, just, uh, My wife and her family has a weird thing. They they say you can only drink milk from a plastic, plastic cup. You can't drink it from a glass because it doesn't taste as good. Have you guys ever had it, heard anything so strange like that?
0: No, I've never had it on draft. Well, what do you think, though? I mean, did you drink it in a plastic cup?
2: I don't. I can't tell a difference, but her family swears by
0: that. You know, I and maybe this this might get me in trouble here, but uh, I'm not. A, I, I can't really tell that big of a difference between beer in a bottle and a can. The beer and draft, I can. A uh, bottle and can's not different to me. So I don't know why milk would be any different. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm out to lunch. Maybe I don't know cows that good.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe me neither.
0: Hey, thanks for the call, Nate. Thank you. Hey, you would be good out there, man. Uh,
1: seriously, that that is crazy that we we've, we've had two calls now on milk like how
0: how does freaking milk take off on the show is mike Tomlin the worst coach of all time four one two nine two 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 eight seven four crickets crickets milk
1: ring 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 hey i got a milk story me too hey one time i was down there and i had some teats up and i was milking a cat like this and i love me milk
0: seriously i do wonder and and we can take this now to a different level and we can see if the milk calls will still come in I bet you that they won't here but I'm going to ask the question anyhow I'll put the phone number out there before we start to talk about the problems plaguing baseball your wife breastfeeding do you taste it 4129222814 I think it's a I think it's a common thing Tom I don't I don't I'm not saying like directly off the teat I'm not saying like that but do you at least taste it before it goes in your kid's gullet? I'd go directly off the teat. I mean, I would. It's a much better delivery service than... Yeah, I mean, if you, you might as well take it
1: straight from the source, you know? I mean, it's kind of sick actually filling a glass with that. Well, I'm not it.
0: saying fill a glass. There was an episode of Friends where they put it on their, on their wrist and they take a sip and Ross wouldn't do it. I'm like, man, I would drink Rachel's milk all day. This has become the all-dairy
1: show. It's all dairy on Crowley all the time. Hey, coming up next week, we're going to debate
0: the merits of brown eggs versus white eggs. woo uh, Brian, I know a thing or two about radio that would never work.
1: Got me, man. You're right. Uh, yeah, yeah, hey, brown man. eggs or white I, eggs. I, I mean, who gives back, a rip? I'm sitting back on all content creation, and I bow to you at this point. It, it, milk took off. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I know
0: nothing about this business. What milk tastes... Which cereal produces the best milk?
1: Oh, well, that I can answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's like... There's two of them.
1: The uh, Fruity Pebbles. Yeah. And then the Cookie Crisp. Oh,
0: oh Cookie Crisp. I wasn't even to bring up Cookie Crisp. I like Cocoa Pebbles. Mm-hmm. I like the... What's the peanut one? The Reese's Cocoa Puffs? Reese's I haven't Puffs. had those. The Reese's Puffs? Okay, that's, those are the ones that are the peanut. That That's okay. The milk... The cereal itself is great. I think the best is... Oh, man, there's two now that are coming into my mind. There's two. I got Frosted Mini Wheats because the milk itself, it soaks the sugar in, but then the best part of the Mini Wheats is at the bottom whenever you scrape up all the all the parts that are just sitting down there, like all the shrapnel. And then the other one is, what's the Cinnamon Toast Crunch? Oh, oh that's a good one, too.
3: Very uh, good one.
1: That's That cereal is good stuff.
3: It is, man. Brian had it right when he said Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles makes the best flavored milk.
1: Yeah, they really do. It it's good. my favorite. Awesome. Plus the way the little, like, the way the pebbles, they get, like, there's a little, there's like a texture to them once they're in the milk. And you lose it quick. There's a window there where the texture
0: with the pebbles is perfect. Not quite, quite crispy, but not quite soggy yeah, exactly. yet. Yeah, dad. You it.
1: There's such a sweet spot in there. You know, you got to nail the timing perfectly. But when you get it, you know, and you just get that crunchy kind of goodness going on.
0: Now. All that being said, how terrible is commercial cereal for you? Uh just sugar water. Oh, it's bad. It's just atrocious. Just like you. with
1: anything in life, bad is always good. If it's really, really bad for you, it's probably pretty damn good. Tasting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, probably delicious.
1: I mean it's worth doing. It. And the thing is, it's worth doing because it's so damn good. Mm-hmm. That's how you throw all the all the uh the Repercussions away, you just throw them out the window
0: because it's so damn good. Gluttony, baby. Yeah, I liked Cinnamon Life,
1: never had that.
0: Cap'n Crunch,
1: oh, that's a good one, too. And Crunch is good, yep, that's down low.
0: I'm wondering if there's anything else that I didn't used to have or that I used to have, too. Frankenberry,
1: mm-hmm. never had that before. You've never had Frankenberry, never Frankenberry, Count Chocolate.
0: Count Chocolate, yeah. Okay. Oh, is Frankenberry just an offshoot of Count Chocolate? That's or...
1: the uh, Frankenstein version. Then there's one that doesn't come out much, which is blueberry. And that's the ghost. It's blue. It's like blueberries. It's good stuff, man.
0: Did anybody, as they were growing up, have the Flintstones vitamins?
1: Yes. Yeah. And I ate way too many of them. Yeah. Like I would sneak to the bottle and eat more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I there's sneak to the
0: enough. bottle now, but it's a totally different problem. Have you tried them lately? No.
1: <laughs> it tastes like chalk. Not good.
0: Did they change it up,
3: or were they just know. never good? I don't know
1: what it was. Mm.
3: Tom, were you a guy who had the Flintstone vitamins? Oh, of course, I'm just like Brian. They were like candy to me. They weren't just like a thing you take every morning to make sure you grow up nice and strong and stay healthy. It was oh, free candy, nice, and it's got to be good for you because doctors tell you to eat this stuff. Yeah,
1: there's vitamins in there, right? Yeah,
3: and your urine's just fluorescent orange. It just it glows. It's, it's visible from
0: space. That's healthy. It is.
1: I mean, if it's good for cavemen, I mean, look how they
0: survived. <laughs> shoot that's true i mean barney never wore shoes barely had a she was basically wearing a dress in fact i think that show was far ahead of its time
1: yeah way far
0: transgender stuff kind of <laughs> think about it 4129222874 okay
1: so we went from milk to cereal to transgender barney not barney nice flow or oh, yeah. tra- sorry
0: no it was barney that's my bad
1: okay well not sorry
0: well, i started thinking about barney the big purple dinosaur
1: yeah, nice flow in the show, though. Nice flow.
0: Yeah, I think so. See, this
1: is what you get when you program milk.
0: Look, I wanted to talk about milk. <laughs> you know, okay, I think we can all agree on this, then. And last thing on milk. We got Dan Kongerski coming up to talk about hockey in... Talk about milk. Yeah, eight minutes. Well, I will <laughs> ask him about milk, and we do still need to talk about the problems with baseball. We'll probably save that now for 540. But I think strawberry milk needs to get the bleep out of the club. No! No! Oh, no! no.
3: I could, me, could not disagree more. No, don't you tell strawberry no. milk belongs. so good. Don't you good. tell strawberry no. milk belongs. It's There's so, no yeah. way strawberry oh, milk belongs in this conversation. Do you like strawberry ice cream? Do Come you like strawberry man. milkshakes? Nope. You don't man. like any of those? No, I don't buy. What is wrong with I you? I don't buy into. little
1: strawberry quick in there? Come I on, I don't man. do the You're on food. my side, right? Y'all you y'all like yeah,
3: strawberry time, milk? Like it makes milk. no, no. 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 Strawberry milk is one of oh the best. I might put it. Don't you dare. May? Don't it's you up dare there. chocolate milk. Don't man. you dare. Yeah. No, I I am with him on that. Like and see, that's the thing. They're
1: They're out in, of here. The milk flavor by itself, it needs some sort of sort of sugary substance. And if you throw in some chocolate quick or some uh strawberry quick, that's good stuff, man. I mean, I on. am
0: more upset about this development than I was about Troy Palomalu being the thirteenth ranked safety by Gil Brandt. I mean, that bothered me, but Gil Brandt's an old fossil, so he's gonna pick a lot of old fossils. And he's going to have an NFC East bias because of his affiliation with the Cowboys, so that's why he's going to put Brian Dawkins up there in the top five and not Troy Palomalu. But for you guys to sit here and preach to me that freaking strawberry milk is on the same plane as milk itself and chocolate milk? No, milk and chocolate milk are the two staples behind this educational system that we now sit on. You sound like these damn baseball purists who are he like, does.
1: "Oh, it just you can't mess with the with the sanctity of milk. Don't mess with it. It's a game that you should love for what it is. Don't change it." You know what? Body milk's going to
3: end up the way of baseball eventually. Yeah, why can't you keep with that why can't there crap? be more than two staples? Yeah. why is it only chocolate and regular milk? Why can't we have a third one in there with strawberry milk? Oh, the next thing you're going to tell me it should be banana milk. Oh,
1: That's that good. Actually, really there is good. a banana. Wow. Milk. Yes, there is a banana milk. Actually,
0: you got to give me a break here with that. I mean, you not you like serious? you get the milk from the banana,
1: but you put the flavor. What in What other the flavors
0: <laughs> of milk are there? There's vanilla milk. Vanilla milk, whatever. Okay. Uh, 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 I all feel all like right, that right. throws you off because it's second.
1: already white, so you think it's vanilla. I know? always thought
0: milk <laughs> had vanilla flavor just yeah. naturally. <laughs> Wait a second here. Fine. I'll leave this be because obviously I'm not going to bring you guys to my side here. And Joey Bag of Awesome tweets me at underscore Adam Crowley, leave strawberry milk alone. Almond milk, get the hell out of here. Ew. Okay. For...
3: Get, get the hell out no, of you here! No, you stop it, Brian. It's it's you good. stop it, it's Brian. Good. No! It is almond. good. It is you can not milk even you milk. Can,
1: There's no way to milk an almond. You can milk an almond. You have to have very tiny fingers, and if you squeeze it just the right place, it comes out. That's how it works. They have little tiny people running around. Pinching the ends of almonds, and they're milking them right into glasses. That's the science. That's how you milk an almond. You need small
0: hands. Dan Kingurski up next, talking about the Penguins' latest free agent move. And milk. It's the I Crowley milk Show. milk
1: an almond. Don't tell me I can't milk an almond. Your wife.
0: Breastfeeding. Do you taste it? Oh, and what's the sign for sour milk? Because it uh, tastes a little
3: funky. That's because that's from Debbie's left breast, Greg. <laughs>
4: He's not the brightest guy in the room, but he is the cheapest.
0: I love lamp. I love lamp.
4: Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh.
0: We were just having a very serious conversation about milk in the last segment, so much so that we just totally ignored the baseball topic that we had, which then means we didn't get to the Penguins topic that I was going to close the segment with, which means that having Dan Gerski on doesn't make any sense. From PittsburghHockeyNow.com, he is Dan Kogurski, so we'll start him off with some milk questions. Uh, Dan, first of all, thank you so much for joining us on the show. It's
4: my pleasure. I'm a big milk fan as well.
0: Okay, very good. Uh, I have not been drinking a lot of milk. I had a glass today, and it was orgasmic. It was truly fantastic.
4: Too much information, but thank you.
0: I, I cleaned up. We're all good here. Uh, Dan, the Penguins signed this guy named Grant, and he scored 12 goals last year, and now they've got six centers on the roster. Does that mean there's another shooter drop in your mind?
4: It is entirely possible. I, I'm not quite sure what the Penguins are doing. I think they're setting themselves up to be able to make a, a good trade. Uh, otherwise, I'm I'm not quite sure what's going on. I've got all kinds of stuff ringing around me here, but uh, yeah, it it would appear as such. But you can't say absolutely yes.
0: Dan, I would not like to see the Penguins use Derek Brassard in a top six role on the wing. Uh, I think that totally defeats the purpose of why he was brought in in the first place.
4: Well, yes. And the fact that there's not a track record of him playing left wing. So what you might very well end up doing is supplanting your need for a left wing, a third line left wing with a need for a real third line center. So, and I don't like that trade at all. I'm not sure why uh, that's really a serious consideration. And that's why I wonder if it actually is a serious consideration Or it's one of those things that they kind of put out there thinking about, but not necessarily planning on acting upon.
0: There have been rumors about Max Pacioretty and the Penguins and Derek Broussard and the Canadians, and uh, I just wonder why the Canadians would want Derek Broussard at this point in where their franchise is. I wonder why they'd want to milk that cow.
4: Well, I don't think they do, quite frankly, Uh, and I think that's maybe why... It hasn't happened. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we were able to get a couple sources from the Penguins organization that essentially said the same thing, like the Penguins, of course, inquired as as they should have about Pacioretty, and they were blown away by the price and, and kind of backed off fairly quickly. And that's why we were able to say at the draft as well that nothing's going down right now because the price is so high on Pacioretty. And, and don't forget, if the Canadians do like Derek Broussard, he is a a Quebec guy, there's a very good chance in 12 months they can sign him right. without giving up anything.
0: Dan Kingerski, Pittsburgh Hockey, now joining us on the Crowley Show. The Penguins, this offseason, did they get better? Because now's the time they got to grab the bull by the horns.
4: Absolutely. Uh, even with Derek Grant and, and the, the 23 roster players they have, they are significantly better. Look no further than uh, the bottom six forwards. Compare last year, well you know, let's let's just for the sake of argument, say Riley Shea and Counts in last off season. Even though he was eight games into the year last year, the third and fourth line center was Shea and Greg McKeag, and then Shea and Carter Rowney. There wasn't a whole lot of point production going on there. Now it's Derek Broussard and um, Riley Shea. So just from that standpoint alone, then you you factor in some of the uh, the, the wingers like Matt Cullen, clearly a step up if Matt Cullen's on the wing from, say, Tom Kunackle and you've got the potential of Daniel Sprong and Dominic Simone. I like them a lot better just as a forward crew. And if you compare just one-on-one Jack Johnson to Matt Hunwick, there's a huge upgrade there as well. So, yeah, the Penguins are a lot better this year.
0: Dan, how would you roll the lines out?
4: You know, we could spend an hour on that, couldn't we? There's so much versatility With Every center can play left wing, apparently. Brassard, Shea, and Cullen. I like uh, Shea at center to start uh, until we find out exactly what Cullen's got in the tank. Cullen on left wing of the fourth line. I think you'll see Daniel Sprong. Because he is the fourth right wing on their depth chart, I think they'll ease him into it unless he shows in training camp and preseason that he's, ready for prime time uh the third line with Derek Broussard I think you'll see Phil Kessel there uh like they were trying to do last year for that you know balance that Mike Sullivan loves and uh left wing could very well be Dominic Simone on that third line and then of course you know your top six with Gensel and Crosby riding uh together Hagelin Malkin and Hornquist was which was just unstoppable last year
0: do you like Kessel with Brassard? do you think they can fit
4: I think, uh, they should very well fit, like, like peanut butter and jelly. Broussard plays a fast game, a lot of playmaking. Uh, he's also defensively responsible, which really helps fill Kessel. I don't know what happened at the end of last year. Uh, Kessel played, you know, his, some of his best hockey of his career up until about early March when he and Broussard were paired together. Uh, and then Kessel never really found his stride uh, again last season. I think with a clean slate training camp and washing away whatever happened uh, last year, those two should be a a wonderful match together.
0: You mentioned Simone before. Uh, How do you think his career arc's going to go? He seemed to be uh, in position to make some things happen at times in the playoffs last year. Finishing seemed to be a problem. Uh, Do you think that he has an NHL career ahead of him?
4: Well, I think you, you said it exactly right. He He found himself in some great positions that takes uh, a good hockey IQ and and good feet. So he's got a good base and he's got a good start. Uh, I I thought some of the fan reaction and and still to this day is a bit over the top because he's got a lot of potential and there was a reason why he stuck around and Daniel Sprong didn't. It it wasn't like the Penguins made a personal decision. It it was clearly because Simone had that, that potential to get in those right spots and And could even play alongside Sidney Crosby, even if he struggled uh, to convert a lot of those those chances. His career arc could be anything from, you know, let's say a a middle six forward to a a fourth line thirteenth forward. We don't know yet, but it's I'm interested to find out. He's got some tools.
0: Dan Kinkersky, Pittsburgh Hockey Now, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Uh, It's a great website. Check it out if you have not. Uh, Dan, uh, utter amazement about how people were pissed about Jack Johnson. Uh, he certainly was hearing the moves in Columbus, but uh, I think he uh, can pay dividends here in Pittsburgh.
4: Absolutely. And uh, I think this is one of those cases where the analytics crowd got ahead of everybody else and and so thoroughly kind of put a label or, or uh, an image on him that it, it was tough for the for the hockey folks to to kind of penetrate that and, and to explain that his skill set fits the, the Penguins uh, like a glove. Here's a guy who's played top defensive pairing minutes. Here's a guy who moves the puck very quickly, adds a bit of sandpaper. Yeah, the, you know, the, the teams he's played on have never been coursey Giants. And so his his analytics take that hit. Uh, but to, to kind of tar him, that he's not a good analytics player because he's been on some very bad analytics teams uh, is maybe uh, missing what analytics are for.
0: Dan, do you buy that Chris Letang just needs an offseason to kind of regroup and he can still regain his form?
4: The Penguins say so. Uh, I'd, I'd like to see. Uh, you know, he, he, he never really found his stride last year, and sometimes things snowball. You know, when things aren't going your way, you try a little harder and you get into quicksand, and, and you never get out of it. I think that was his season last year. And to, to buttress the, the Jack Johnson uh, benefit, Johnson being you know, even if he plays third pairing, you know, right side third pairing, the Penguins will have three pairings who can easily eat twenty minutes a game, which allows them to reduce Chris Letang. That extra five minutes uh, is a big five minutes. Because sometimes when guys have a, you know, they're, they're playing a lot of minutes, they'll play with one hand on the stick, or they'll be a little tired, and they get in too many situations. By reducing Latang's minutes, the, the Penguins think, and and I very much happen to agree, you're going to see a, a better LeTang.
0: Dan Kingerski joining us here on the Crowley Show. What about Matt Murray? Uh, Matt Murray definitely took a step back last year, but he dealt with a lot. Uh, are you high on his ability to be... Maybe not a Vesna contender, but uh, somebody who can be a top six, seven, eight goalie in this league? Boy, that's
4: putting a lot to put him in the top, you know, that's, be, that's the elite if you're in the top 6 or, or 7 of the league. And, and And that's, I mean, for me, I think it's still to be seen. We know that he's a capable big goalie who has been fantastic in big games. Last year, the defense... Just turned the puck over almost ad nauseum, and, and then the, the forwards were not defensively responsible. And so all of the Penguins goalies, you know, essentially had closed pins on their back. They were hung out to dry every game. So, uh, their, their numbers, obviously, you know, 908, 907 save percentage, I think Murray had. He has to be better. And, and I think, uh, maybe a down season at this point in his career could be a little bit of a blessing in disguise as he has to maybe take a longer offseason and work on those things. And and the league, the the shooters in the league kind of showed him what he has to work on.
0: Uh, Dan, in the East, I feel like we kind of put the uh, Capitals out to pasture uh, last year, and then they win. Can you tier the teams in the East for me right now as as you see them? Obviously, if Carlson moves, that could change a few things, but how do you see things right now?
4: Yeah, Carlson's the big shooter drop, isn't he? If he winds up in Tampa Bay... They, they become head and shoulders above everybody else, just with a fantastic uh, defensive crew and, and great forwards. I would put the Penguins somewhere uh, at, at the top. I really like their offseason. I think it's very underrated. And until Carlson and, and Patcheretti find new homes, I put the Penguins above the Capitals. I think the Penguins would do very well in a seven-game series against Tampa Bay, Sands uh, Carlson. Boston is the, the team in the East. I, they were a little bit meek in the playoffs, and I think that was in part due to their youth. As, as they mature and, and gel as, as a unit, they're going to be scary good.
0: Dan, really appreciate your time, man. Love the stuff that you got going on at Pittsburgh Hockey now, and hopefully we get a chance to do this a bunch as Penguin season nears closer.
4: All right, man. Keep those tissues handy if there's more milk.
0: Thanks, buddy. There he goes, Dan dot PittsburghHockeyNow.com. I value his opinion greatly uh, as it relates to the Penguins. I check in on that site all the time. Matt Geica involved there as well, and it is uh, very good. Uh, Kinkurski, big eyes guy. Uh, Geica knows the game as well, but he uses the analytic side of things. It's a really good yin and yang there. Coming up next, is Clint Hurdle a good manager? Pardon me, manager, manager. What happened there? I'm just kidding. Coming up next. Can you lay a baby on Clint Hurdle? Find out next. I don't want to talk about that. I was just trying to get him one more cow thing. They eat from mangers. Oh, that was an attempt at a joke? Was a joke.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. My bad.
3: (laughs) (laughs) (gasps) I can't breathe. (sighs)
0: Uh. coming up next baseball's got a lot of problems we tackle one of them I think it's the Crowley Show Rob Manfred called out Mike Trout the other day Mike Trout doesn't put himself out there enough and okay he doesn't for the liking of Major League Baseball obviously or else Rob Manfred wouldn't have said what Rob Manfred said Uh, I do think Mike Trout has the potential to because he's as good as he is and as dominant a player as he is, to transcend baseball as long as he'd want to. Uh, But he doesn't want to, and that's fine. It's not his prerogative to make baseball great. His prerogative is to play baseball great. But we were talking prior to the show about Major League Baseball players, and there are stars within the sport, but I don't think there's one single player who's a star outside the sport. And the one guy that I would put in the conversation is Clayton Kershaw. He is one of the best pitchers of all time. And he plays for Los Angeles. And people know who he is. But even Clayton Kershaw, I don't think, is a guy that if you're a casual fan, you go, oh, I have to go to the game when he's pitching. I think if LeBron James is in town and you're an NBA fan, you're going. If Michael Jordan's in town, you're going. If Barry Bonds was in town, everybody was going. And I think that's baseball's biggest problem. Uh, apart from the pace of play, it's
3: the marketability of stars. I'll do you one better with the LeBron James example. You can't I, do me better. I than the drove. That's nah, Crowley t-
0: show. Don't you tell me you're going to do me one better. Get you, out of here. You no, I, I
3: would like to hear you. I would like to hear you position that differently, Tom. I'll add on to your great point about LeBron James <laughs> here. <laughs> no. I drove to Cleveland, two hours away, to see LeBron James play. I'm not driving anywhere to go see Clayton Kershaw play baseball. You know
0: what? To that point. I drove, and it's a great point, and uh, better than mine. So, uh, thank you, Tom. Thank you. I drove to Cleveland to watch A Rod go for six hundred home runs. A Rod had it. A Rod had Madonna right. Uh, right. right now, A Rod is with J Lo. Uh, a Rod is so likable that even though the Yankees are still paying him because he was ousted from the game because of steroids, that he still is a household name. Yeah, like that's a name. That's a star. Uh, Brian, you sent me this list. Oh, yeah, this is a nice list here. If you,
1: And the thinking here is, like, you go through the list of the the best 25 players in baseball right now. If you go through that list and you start naming off names, then you get an idea of how good these players are in relation to the game. But none of them are the kind of guys that bring in... And for lack of a better way of explaining it, like that soccer mom, that soccer mom who's got her four kids and like, this is the game I'm going to take them to, you know, and she's like, this is the game I'm picking out. I don't think there's any real players there that elicit that kind of response from the fringe casual fan who might like a baseball game, might like watching their team play. And and I don't think it's – Kershaw's not the kind of guy that would bring those people. in. maybe there's one here or there that, like, knows his name and, like, oh, I like that guy. Maybe I'll go see him. He's cute type thing. You know, but if, all in all, I don't think there is any major league players that really bring people outside of the
3: game into the game as a household-type name. Freddie Freeman? He's very famous amongst baseball circle, but outside of that, no one knows who the that, hell he is. They think he's a musician before they think he's a baseball player. Freddie
1: Freeman does have more of a, like, musician right? feel to
3: it. Yeah, it does.
0: George Springer, no. no. Cody Bellinger, <laughs> definitely not. No. This one, and this is ESPN's list, the top 50 players in baseball. We figured we'd shorten it to 25. Buster Posey, to me,
3: that's interesting. Is
0: interesting. Good-looking guy. Had a rule named after him because he busted up his leg. Uh, went to and won three World Series. Uh, has been an MVP. Uh, I think the national
3: exposure from him has made him. That guy. Fans also tend to gravitate towards the catchers too. It's like that gritty position on the team. You know what I mean? You think so? I think fan favorites tend to be catchers more often than not.
1: Yeah, it's one of those positions that sticks out. Yeah, you know, like it's an easy position to lock onto, like a goalie. Like a lot of casual fans lock on. To, if if you're just coming into the Penguins, you lock on a Murray or a Mark Andre Fleury. You know, and I, like Vegas right now. I mean, everybody locked onto that guy. A guy in a, in equipment is always easy to lock onto.
3: Anthony Rizzo. Find the best player on his own
1: team.
0: Regional. Corey Seager, give me a break. No, not even close, especially in that market. Steven Strasburg, for a time, could have been that guy. Didn't work out for him. There was a very small
1: window where Steven Strasburg was kind of the Otani. Like how everything's going with Otani. Oh, this kid's a phenom. This kid's the greatest. And he came out dealing, man. I think he had, like, what? Like 11 strikeouts in his first outing or something? I mean, he was absolutely just throwing that ball past hitter. And... So but it kind of petered out. Now you don't hear now you hear more about Bryce Harper than you do about him.
0: Without a doubt. When you brought up the list before and said Steven, Steven Strasburg I thought man he's still going huh? I mean, that that guy's still one of the 20 best pitchers and players in baseball. Charlie Blackman, no. no. Uh, Mookie Betts is a very good player for the Boston Red Sox. Probably the best player in the league right now, the way he's playing this season. But outside of Boston, I don't think people care. Uh, outside of New York, people don't care. Aaron yeah. Judge, to me, is close.
1: You know, with, uh, with Mookie, I'd give him a little bit of point for having the name that's easily remembered. You know, like John Smith... Not so much. But if you throw out the name Mookie out there, people remember. You Mike know, Stanton's different more. than
0: Giancarlo Stanton,
1: I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But not saying he's, I'm not in any way saying he transcends the gamer. Anyway. He does. I'm just saying it's easier to remember a name like Mookie.
0: Judge does to an extent, but the deal is he plays in New York. And the way I've been saying it lately is Major League Baseball is not that different than hockey anymore. Now, it's hockey on steroids, it's more popular than hockey. But regionally, it matters. Baseball does matter in your market. You care about it. The Pirates suck. And they've got the six best ratings in all of baseball on television. But if you go nationally, you don't have people walking into the drugstore every day, striking up a conversation with a buddy about the team that's you know four cities over. Uh, they might talk about the Orioles. Uh, they might talk about the Nationals if they're in the Beltway area. I don't think anybody's talking about... What's going on in the West Coast? I don't think anybody's talking about the A's or the Mariners and the things that they've got going on right now, and I think that's a huge problem. We also touched on this, and we'll keep going over this list, but if you're going to go watch a football game, the people who you care about the most are the quarterbacks and the guys who are rushing the passer. It seems to be. The wide receivers, I think, they can be diva. They can add their own personality. I think I'd throw them into the conversation, but we're talking about guys who are on the field the entire game. In baseball, okay, you can stand there and watch Mike Trout hanging out in center field. Maybe he'll get a ball hit to him four times a game. But he's only going to get up to bat four times a game. So you pay all this money. You want to see the greatest player that there is in all the sport. And you might get to watch him for eight minutes. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, and and on top of that, Adam, think about this. You're only seeing him perform three and a half times out of ten. (laughs) So out of those four at-bats, maybe one and a half hits, right? So uh, you're not seeing him action. You give LeBron... If you tune into a Cavs game, you're watching LeBron. He's handling the ball every play. He's touching it. You see LeBron. But in baseball, it is harder because you're not really seeing these guys a lot. Like you said, it's kind of boring to see him standing out there picking grass in the outfield, and maybe he gets four balls. Maybe he makes one big play, and that gets sports center, and that gets some. But it's not repetitive over and over and over and over again you got to wait to see what you're going to see. And frankly, Americans don't like that kind of stuff.
0: And I think that the culture shift that happened from the 90s to now is this. You watch Mike Chow get up to the plate, and what makes him good? What makes his OPS be as high as it is? He's got a great batting average. He's got some pop, but he's walking a bunch. Uh, Barry Bonds walked a bunch, but the mother bleeper hit 73 home runs. Martin McGuire hit 70 home runs. Sammy Sosa hit 68 home runs. Uh, when you went and you paid to watch those guys play... You're watching the ball fly out of the ballpark at levels that we've never seen before. So I think stardom then was a little bit different because, okay, fine, you might be seeing them very little, but what you're seeing of them is prolific. Uh, Home runs are up now in Major League Baseball. That's why Judge is, I think, approaching a status where people know who the bleep he is. But it's not at the level that it was before, and now you're paying to see the best player uh, get on base as opposed to the best player hit one so far past the base that major eyes pop out of your head Machado at 15 I think he's got an opportunity now uh, with the Dodgers to move to that potential level
1: and he's the bell of the ball right now you know in a big free agency year you've you've got him kind of as all the headlines right now he's in a huge market right now but again I you know I think there's some kind of thing to be like you you've got to consider like the and i gotta i gotta be careful when I say this, but you, for a guy like that to become outside the game in America alone you've got a guy like Machado who who speaks a little bit of broken english it, it and i'm not I'm not harshing on it at all, but it's hard to market that kind of.
0: Tell me if Marte. I'm being no, all, Marte. No, Stalling Marte has been be. around forever, and he still doesn't speak English.
1: Right, and, and at all, he,
0: he he works through an interpreter. How's that guy going to market himself? And when you've got somebody
1: that good, that's the kind of somebody with those kind of talents, like a Machado or Marte. You got you've got to be able to speak to the people in a clear fashion. And, and again, I feel so weird saying this. I'm, I'm trying to well, backtrack every time I do. Well, but it's but it's not, you can't market that if you're not not at least. Speaking clear English. It's, it's, and it's nothing against him. It's just, it's it's the,
0: it's the, it speaks to the public.
1: I mean, if I went down there, I wouldn't be able to speak
3: learning another language at all. But I'm just saying that makes it a little harder. I think when you think about Machado, too, you got to take a look at the LA landscape now. There's two football teams there that he's going to compete with. LeBron James just went there, and the best baseball player in the game also shares the city with him. That's true. So it's going to be hard for him. Like you said, also not being able to speak English well and market himself well to rise above all of those obstacles because football's king and LeBron is. the
0: Yeah, just I, take I don't worry about Trout though. I think I think if Machado is even close to the player that Trout is, or if Machado continues to put up MVP type numbers, I think he buries Trout just because of the way that they view those things. But you're going to be a distant at, at the very at the very best, you're a distant second behind LeBron James, and maybe that's not exactly uh, that's not exactly. Taken away from baseball, that's just LeBron James stardom at this point. But when you look at hockey, best players in the ice are playing for twenty five minutes at most. You're a defenseman, uh, you you got Sidney Crosby playing, playing twenty minutes. Uh, I think that that hurts the game. I, I do. You you if you don't know anything about hockey and you go to a hockey game for the first time, you think they're all going to play the whole time. I mean, you, you do. And but that's not the case. Uh, in baseball, you're only seeing them so much uh Paul Goldschmidt number 11 uh no, no. Too vanilla. Carlos Correa no nope uh Joey Votto no Chris no. Sale no Nolan Arenado no Corey Kluber good player but no, no. Bryce Harper is the guy I
3: think he is the too. only one
0: the only one I think
1: and he's not having that great of a year <laughs> he's not no he's not and and I think his his free agency will will pick things up too that'll do That'll do amazing things for him. He may be the guy moving forward. I mean, he's one, he is somewhat a household name at this point. I mean, unless you're just out on Mars, you've heard Bryce Harper's name, you know, and he comes from a big market. I mean, DC is not small in any way, shape, or form. They're spotlights. So that's a guy that could go. It just depends on how he handles it.
0: I think baseball, and the other issue here is that they do a lot to diminish personality. Hockey's got that problem, too. The hockey culture is do what's best for your teammates. Don't say anything. Don't speak out of turn. I think baseball's got that. Plus, if you flip a bat, you're getting a ball thrown at your head. Uh, Bryce Harper plays a lot like Pete Rose did. Uh, he'll His, his hat will fall off and his fauxhawk will fall out. Like, that's cool. Uh, he has personality in a game that doesn't allow you to have personality. He's not as good of a player as Mike Trout, but he's more popular, I think, than Mike Trout. We've got... You had something, Tom? Yeah,
3: I know he doesn't play anymore, but we mentioned him earlier. Is A-Rod still the face of baseball? Daddy. That's <laughs> He's in the spotlight every single week. He, I think he'd... If you went up to somebody and said Alex Rodriguez or Mike Trout, they'd more likely know who Alex Rodriguez is than Mike Trout, without a doubt, right? Probably. I mean, if you said it like A-Rod... I, yeah, I, you know? it's hard to say he's the face when he's not playing on a roster, but... I, I bet you the casual fan knows A Rod more than any current MLB player. Jeter I, more than any of them. Yeah, it's the maybe, same thing. Maybe
1: here's the secret. I think I just figured this out. If you want a true superstar in baseball, you start carting them out in front of hot stars, like hot singers, hot actresses. You make them date him. You get them in the trades, and then all of a sudden, there he is, his household name, because he's dating a Kardashian. Lamar Odom, not a household name. Lamar Odom, now a household name. Why? Bang to Kardashian. There's how you solve it.
0: Probably a couple of them, honestly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, who knows? Yeah,
1: no, he plowed his way through that family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Snow plowed his way through that family. <laughs> Coming up next. Oh, oh, no. Mike Tama, not compared to Bill Belichick, but we'll compare him to other coaches in the league. And we'll get as far away as possible from my comment there. I think I blew it. It's a Crowley show.